Billy, today we're going to talk about one of the most controversial subjects in product management. Are you ready? Oh, no, I don't want to do that today, Randy. I can't talk about dates on roadmaps anymore. Okay, we won't do that. But the subject I had in mind was actually a lot more contentious than that. We're going to talk about data as a product or, or is that data as a product? Oh, okay. That one is more contentious, but <laughs> I can answer that. It's definitely data. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're correct. And that was a little bit easier than expected, but we did bring someone in to talk to us about this subject, not about pronunciation, but about actually managing data, um, not data, data as a product and the difference between data as a product and data products, which itself is weird. Um, so our actual expert is Omar Salam. He's a senior product manager at Booking.com. So before Randy says data again, <laughs> let's get cracking with the interview. The product experience is brought to you by Mind the Product. Every week on the podcast, we talk to the best product people from around the globe. Visit mindtheproduct.com to catch up on past episodes and discover more. Browse for free or become a Mind the Product member to unlock premium content, discounts to our conferences around the world, and training opportunities. Mind the Product also offers free product tank meetups in more than 200 cities, and there's probably one near you. Omar, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so for anyone who doesn't recognize your name already, just give us a quick introduction. What are you up to these days and how did you get into product in the first place? Well, uh, my name is Omar Salam. I'm a senior product manager at Booking.com. I've been uh, with Booking for a year and a couple of months now. And um, I've been in product uh, for about six, uh, nearly seven years. I started out my career uh, about 13 years ago as um, uh, as a system analyst back in, in my country in Egypt. And uh, at that time, uh, product management wasn't still a thing, especially in the Middle East. Uh, but that was the, uh, the the normal position for, for what evolved after that to be product management. So um, I did that for a couple of years, went into project management, and then I finally found product management, which was the uh, best fit for what I was always hoping for. As a career, I uh, worked with a couple of uh, very impressive startups in uh, in Egypt and then uh, started getting into uh, larger scale companies. Uh, most recently, before Booking.com, I worked with uh, Jumia and then um, Delivery Hero Middle East, Talabat. Uh, and then I joined uh, Booking at the beginning of last year. Fantastic. And... You are, let's put it kindly, I think data obsessed, it would be a, a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about data as a product today, but yeah. what kind of data and why is it so important? Why, why, would, why do you focus on that? Well, I, I'm, I'm focused on that idea because my current role in, in, in Booking.com, which is working with the location intelligence team, working on geodata, uh, which is a very specific kind of data, uh, made me more interested to to, to know what, what are the best ways to, to manage data as a product and to understand this concept a little bit more. Uh, and by the way, um, this is this was my first role to as as a data product manager. 
Um, I, I feel that I was really lucky throughout my product experience that I worked on uh, always on different scopes and different kinds of products. Uh, and I, th- I, I like to think of myself as a journalist product manager. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think this is something that actually uh, has made me understand better uh, the concepts of managing data as a product because it's, it's all about applying uh, some fundamentals and frameworks and, and general ideas to be flexible, to up, be applied in, in, in any way. Just like uh, you can apply the frameworks and, and ideas of product management on any kind of scope or problem spaces or product uh, domains, it goes the same for considering data as a product. So as I told you, when I started my current role on a very specific type of data, um, you, you have to start thinking about how to consider this data set as, as a product itself. Uh, what are the uh, characteristics of it? Uh, how it can evolve? How can you drive impact? Because when you're working on, on data that is purely infrastructural uh, and you're trying to serve this data to different teams that are using using it for, for several of their use cases uh, and different experiences for the customers and so on, you always try to proxy your impact through these teams that you're serving and these products that, that you're empowering. So it's it's not easy and it's not straightforward to understand what kind of impact you would be driving to the end customer. Omar, just taking it back to the beginning there, like you said that this was your first role as a data product manager. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious to know, like, what drew you into this role? Like, what kind of excited you about being specifically a data product manager? Um, and also, you've been in the role for over a year, like you said. So are you seeing that it's different to normal, like, or other types of product management? Is there any sort of particular skills or or anything that you need to be specifically a data product manager okay so so what drew me into that as as i told you throughout my my experience i've always worked with different kinds of products different domains different businesses and uh, i always appreciated and got intrigued by a new challenge so um i really liked and got interested into the description of the role itself and um since I was a kid, even I was always excited about geography and maps and everything. So that that's why I was really interested to get into this. It was a totally new space for me, uh, but it sounded like you know a new challenge that I wanted to take. That's that that that's the main thing. So when I started, um, th- the main things that that you need to understand as as a data product manager is. You know, it's it's not some something specific. So you don't have to have like a lot of technical skills in in, in data, for example. It would be definitely a plus. But the, the most important thing is is actually understanding the concept of how to treat data as a product, and that's why I started digging more into into this. Because uh, as um, I always think, you have to proxy your impact to the end customers. You are serving a lot of teams internally inside an organization. And you are trying to see how to evolve the data that you are managing, the quality of the data, the outputs and processing of this data to serve various use cases across the business to to deliver impact through other teams and other experiences that you don't have control of. So you have to um, have like um, a very wide holistic uh, view and, and holistic style of, of managing the product itself 
in order to think about how to strategize about it, how to build a roadmap and how to prioritize the, um, the things to work on to be able to proxy that impact. Uh, so it's not it's not really about technical skills and, and having a technical background in data and data management. That would be a huge plus. But the most important thing is how to be able to uh, to, to understand the impact that you can uh, proxy. And that's something that I think I was lucky enough to be uh, exposed to different kind of experiences and different kind of products and scopes. Because the, the more you, you are uh, working with different use cases and different scopes and domains, the more flexible and the more holistic your mindset gets. And, and mm-hmm. that will definitely help anyone uh, that, that, um, that works as a data product manager. And so what are the biggest challenges when you're working as a data product manager? The biggest challenge is, is the nature of data itself. Uh, the, the concepts of managing data as a product are relatively new, just started to evolve in the last three, four years, five years. Uh, and historically, in most companies and most organizations, however, the size is, uh, the biggest challenge with data is mostly it's extremely fragmented. Uh, it's really distributed between different systems and different teams, uh, whether it's, it's, it's in-house or you're using third-party tools or integrating with them, data is scattered everywhere, right? Or if it's a little bit structured, Again, between different teams, between different business units, you you will definitely find different structures and different standards. And as the company size uh, grows, those structures tend to be even more different and more uh, and more various. And of course, there is always uh, the different kinds of uh, compliance policies and regulations that you have to follow. And it's not always. 100% applied across an organization, especially also if the size of an organization is large. So there will always be some business units or some departments that are more advanced into applying such, you know, uh, policies or compliance programs and others are not and, you know, structures are not uh, c- compatible with each other's and, and so on. So these are the main challenges and the biggest challenges because uh, if, if you're trying to work with data and serve it horizontally and try to maximize the impact, you need to make all of this work together somehow. It's interesting because when you think about data as like something, it t- like it touches every single person in the business in some yeah. way or another. And so it's almost like being the product manager for communication or, I don't know, motivation or something quite sort of intangible, um, if you like. So you've mentioned a few of the challenges there. What are some of the ways in which you've kind of overcome those challenges and, and tried to understand, I guess, the landscape within the business that you're working in so that you can build up a picture and, and know where the priorities are? So for this, as, um, as I told you, being a, a data product manager is about serving a company horizontally. You're serving all the, all the teams, all the business units, all kinds of experiences. So one of the main things and the most important things is maximizing your communication efforts and, and stakeholder management efforts. You have to speak to everyone. You have to be involved with all the um, strategic planning and strategic thinking and discovery efforts for, your, for the different teams that you are serving and also start getting more into the activities for the teams that you're still not serving yet, aiming to discover opportunities of collaboration. This is something that's that's not easily done. 
And it's, it's really hectic and complicated, both on, on your side as a data product manager and also for, for your stakeholders, because um, it has to go both ways. They have to support you. Uh, they have to explain different use cases for you, uh, explain the whole thing as if you are one of their team. So, so you'd be able to identify these, uh, these opportunities. So communication is key. Uh, always being uh, 100% focused with like, you know, depending on the size of the company, it might be like tens of different teams and, and being totally focused with them and identifying all of these different opportunities and structures and trying to make all of this work together. Uh, this is the most challenging thing. Because on the other side, uh, you are trying, um, as I said, to proxy your impact. So you're trying to put the different uh, teams and how they are planning to uh, drive impact and their metrics and KPIs into groups and trying to come up with like four or five different funnels, grouping a couple of teams together uh, to be able to prioritize your own things and focus on, you know, these uh, kinds of impacts or metrics uh, that are grouping different teams together. So, yeah, to sum up, communication is the most important thing. Uh, on the other side, the, the deeply technical aspect of data can be, you know, uh, balanced between you and, and your technical team. So as a product manager, just focus as much as you can to uh, create these channels and funnels of, of driving impact to be able to strategize about the product itself and how it evolves and how it grows and, and uh, to be able to serve more and give space and empower your technical team to uh, to also take their own decisions uh, to support you enough to be able to focus on the uh, product aspect of things. Are you ready for Mind the Product San Francisco conference happening in June? If you've been before, you're probably feeling a bit like me, desperate for your MTPCon fix. And if you're new to it, this is the product conference not to miss. If you're a product person looking to advance your career, expand your network, get inspired and bring the best products to market, then this is for you. So what can you expect? Well, MTPCon is known for their epic lineup of speakers, renowned product leaders with invaluable insights and tactics to share. They cover a range of exciting topics that will challenge and inspire you to step up as a product manager, always with something tangible to take away into your own product practice. And don't let location hold you back. Even if you can't join in person in San Francisco, you can still be part of the action with their convenient digital-only option. This event is a must-attend for anyone seeking to elevate their product management game. Find out more and book your ticket at mindtheproduct.com slash sam-francisco. Omar, it can be really interesting working with, with data because, you know, I've been with companies that are data hoarders and they don't realize the cost of keeping all that data. And a lot of it is never ever used. So how do you prioritize and just understand uh, which important, uh, which data do you want to keep and potentially use later or in which do you focus on right now? Do you, or are you assigning value to different data types? So this is a question that the answer can be extremely relevant to the scope of type of data or uh, the, the, the scope of the products that, that you're trying uh, to support. 
as the company grows and as the business cases evolve, the, 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 the important types of data will start to present themselves. And they're, they're going to present themselves if, if they're not really um, considered from the start. Even when things were, were very simple, they will start to re- uh, present themselves in, in the form of problems and issues that are recurring with this specific type of data that are causing challenges and that are causing problems to the end user uh, at, uh, at some point. Uh, meaning that um, across your uh, experience, if, if you started to, to, to get really on, on a big scale, uh, you would be offering like inconsistent data, for example, or uh, data that might be con- contradicting for, for the users themselves that might start to cause confusion and, and cause you some problems. And this is the worst, uh, you know, that, that can happen. But that, that's also the most obvious way uh, that th- this specific type of data would start presenting itself as a type of data that needs special consideration in your company or in your product. The other way around is, is to be aware of uh, relevant also to, to your type of product. What is my product and what, what's trying to serve? What kind of service or what kind of experience I'm, I'm trying to give my customer? And logically, what kind of data would be most important for me? So, for example, in, in, in our case in Booking.com, geodata is one of the uh, most important types of data and in, in, uh, in the essence of the experience that Booking.com is giving. And that's why it was validated that, okay, we need to give some special attention to geodata because we are trying to give more information and higher quality of data to the customer to be able to take better decision about planning their trips, for example, right? And and this comes from the, uh, as I told you, the essence of the experience that we're trying to give. So based on your product itself and, you know, the business domain that you're in, you could start focusing on specific types of data relevant to the industry and relevant to the experience. And even if you're at uh, still at an early stage, in, in your, you know, company uh, life cycle, you could start considering not even have, you know, a separate product manager for a specific type of data, but at least engineering it and, uh, and, and building the architecture around it in a structured way enough that when you scale up in like two or three years, it wouldn't be a total mess. And then you would be able to focus on it much easier. So that leads on to something really interesting, the distinction between data product versus yeah. data as a product. What can you talk a little bit more about that distinction and where yeah. we draw that and why it's yeah, important? Yeah. So this this is, expression is is always really confusing because they have different meanings. But you know, as you start talking more and more about data as a product, you get bored of saying the whole thing and it evolves to data product again, right? So it's it's a a, a little bit confusing. But just think about it um, as this: uh, a data product is a product, a normal product, front-end experience, whatever, something that you deal with as a user that is powered entirely and mainly by a specific type of data or a specific set of data types, okay? So a very, very easy example for that is Google Maps. Google Maps is a front-end data product, and it's based on geodata as well, Uh, the maps data, the locations, the POIs, the road networks and everything. And these are managed separately as their own data sets, you know, with the teams that are entirely working on that. 
And then we have the data product that is the front end of the user experience of Google Maps. This is a data product based on a data set that is managed separately. Data as a product is the data set that is managed separately, as I told you. And these teams are working on how to evolve the data, how to manage and serve the data in the best possible way, how to increase the quality of this data, how to build new data structures to serve more complicated use cases, how to build machine learning models that understands the data and generates even higher quality of data and so on. All of this entirely to be able to serve it to some other teams to use it in their front-end experiences like the Google Maps front-end experience. So this is the difference of, of the two concepts itself. Initially, when everything was started like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would always have a team that is responsible for the front end and the back end and the data that supports it. And they were responsible for managing all uh, everything related to the data itself that I was just listing within the scope of supporting this front end experience. But as, uh, as I said, as the scopes get bigger and much more complicated and use cases get much more specific and, uh, and, and sophisticated, uh, it presented the need to have uh, a, a separate consideration and a separate scoping for such teams and, and such products. You mentioned um, earlier, Omar, that as a company grows, you might then have that need to hire specifically data product managers. Um, and before that time, we should kind of just make sure that we're paying attention to the data that we're capturing and, and how we're capturing it and, and how we're using data to ensure that it's in a, a good state to be, I guess, kind of manipulated and, and used in the future. How much of a, a kind of responsibility does that lie with the product managers in the team versus like engineering, for example? Like, would your expectation be that product uh, uh, or product management are, are kind of taking quite a, a proactive stance in ensuring that data is uh, managed correctly? Yeah, so, so the responsibility is always shared, right? But at the very early stages, uh, I would say that most of the responsibility here lies on the technical teams and, and mainly the people that are responsible for designing the architecture for the data. But that also doesn't mean that whoever is responsible for product is, is, is not involved. Because on the other side, the product person at, at an early stage startup, whether even a junior PM or the CEO or one of the co-founders, they have to be totally aware of the importance of this and make it as one of the, uh, establish it as one of the important points that they have to consider uh, and they have to push the technical team always to maintain and uh, to keep. So like putting it as one of the definition of done for each and every task or as a main requirement in designing uh, uh, the, a new big thing or, or something like that, it has to be always pushed and considered and, and highlighted as one of the main priorities when you're creating a new feature or designing a new product or building something. But again, the actual design of, of everything lies on the um, architect lead or the tech lead uh, that is designing something from scratch. And it would be much easier to design uh, a structure from, from scratch than to 
have like you know a big monolith out of control growing for a couple of years and and then mm-hmm. to fix it right and 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 that's one of the biggest challenges that everyone is is trying to deal with uh, right now especially for companies that have been scaling for like 15 20 years and everyone is have this you know this expression trying to get out of the monolith right so um <laughs> For it's 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 easier now for uh, for early stage startups or even medium sized companies that are scale ups right now, uh, because everyone now realizes the complexity of this and and to what extent it can get complicated. So it's easier co- to consider it from uh, early starts. I've I've lost track of the number of companies, larger companies that I've been with that have embarked on a data lake, a data consolidation exercise, things like that to yeah. try and pull this all together. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious for when you go into these organizations that are larger that have uh, lots of legacy data that's in this state that you talked about with some of the challenges is fragmented. It's got different structures. It's you know it's owned by it's very siloed. How do you show value from from uh, this kind of approach? Who's what's an ideal stakeholder look like, and how would you work with them? So uh, again, this is a, a, a very relative question, and. Um, Actually, one of the of the challenges here is if you're trying to introduce a new data team, where to place them in, in your hierarchy and, and your structure, which department or which business unit they should belong to, how they work with, with everyone else. Because, you know, specifically data teams, if, especially the, if they are being newly introduced, they they work really independent from, from most of the also grouped or, or uh, previously defined uh, structures and, um, and and departments and so on. So it's it's again on on the PM and the on the um, leading parties over here to uh, identify who are the stakeholders. And again, communication here, extensive communication here is key because you have to speak to everyone. Think about you know as as a product I and mean, a new product manager in a new company and you have your 30, 60, 90 days plan to onboard yourself within a company, right? One of the first things that everyone advises you to do is to speak to everyone and try to identify who are your stakeholders, create a stakeholder map, um, know, know who's more important to you, uh, know who has more key use cases for you and so on. So you're, again, you're, you're introducing a new concept in your company so you have to onboard yourself within the structure of your company. You have to speak to everyone, literally everyone. Of course, as you understand the um, the type of business and type of industry your company is in, there would be some teams that would be more obvious, uh, that would be more important for you. And then you, so you target those first, and then you start digging around the structure and trying uh, to, to uh, relate and connect yourself to different teams and, and speak to them. And after when you do that, you would start step by step proving your um, your worth and proving your uh, impact and establishing that with different teams. And hence, you would start, you know, creating these impact funnels and, uh, you know, grouping your uh, the different impact that you're trying to uh, proxy uh, through the different teams. So, again, it's, it's, it's an extensive communication process. It doesn't come easily. It doesn't come overnight. It's, it's a long process. But... The, the the importance of managing this to avoid having complexities and problems due to data mismanagement is, is really worth doing this, whether you already realize it because the problems started to appear 
or you're trying to make account for it and at an early stage. And as management, you are willing to invest time in order to establish this and, and, and give it uh, time to sink in and uh, to, um, to yield its, its impact and, and benefit. So what does your roadmap look like? Is it, is it full of um, outcomes or like, her, like what do you have on your roadmap? Is it a list of projects <laughs> for that you're doing to support other teams or? Yeah, so th- that's, that's the tricky part because mm. always uh, on, uh, as a product manager, that there's, you know, a significant amount of effort and, and significant amount of the work that you do is project management, right? But in data products, this volume of project management is a little bit higher um, mm-hmm. because, again, you might start a couple of initiatives and uh, a couple of um, mini projects here and there that are aiming to even, you know, give you the space to discover what kind of impact that, that you drive. So not from day one, you would be 100% clear on what are all the metrics that you're trying to optimize for and the kind of impact that you're trying to, um, uh, to to achieve, because as 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 we established now, it's not it's not easy to define this kind of impact, and you're trying to proxy that through other teams. So, and and you're working on something that is uh, it's extremely technical and extremely infrastructure, right? So you will always find things to work on that are just infrastructural. Um, it's it's not easy to drive impact from those. So we'd be running a lot of, you know, various uh, sizes of projects within developing your product itself. But you you need to find the, 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 the value that you're trying to achieve anyways. So if you still don't have a direct impact that you are trying to give to an end user, at least the project that you're working on is going to elevate your uh, value proposition somehow to be able to discover a new area that was untapped for you or undiscoverable for you before. And that might unlock some impact for you. And, and by doing this continuously and, um, and, and building uh, all of these things, connecting them together and building them on top of each other incrementally, you would start realizing this, uh, you know, state of, of, of impact that you are trying to achieve somehow. So it's not always straightforward what kind of metrics. It's not like managing um, a product that is customer facing and you have a straightforward dashboards of uh, clicks or conversions or, you know, orders or something like that. It's, it's not straightforward like that. It takes time. It's, it takes effort and, and investment and actual belief to, to uh, work on this and reaching it at some point. So depending on which stage your, your dashboard or your, uh, you know, map would, would totally look different depending on which stage you're at and what are you trying to track or achieve right now? Are you doing more project management or more product management and how everything is tied together to reach some kind of impact at the end? Omar, thank you so much. We're out of time. That's flown by so fast. Um, but it's been really great hearing about your experience as a data product manager. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me. I really enjoyed this discussion.
the product experience is the first and the best podcast from mind the product our hosts are me lily smith and me randy silver Lou Ron Pratt is our producer and Luke Smith is our editor. Our theme music is from Hamburg-based band POW, that's P-A-U. Thanks to Arnie Kittler, who curates both Product Tank and MTP Engage in Hamburg, and who also plays bass in the band for letting us use their music. You can connect with your local product community via Product Tank, regular free meetups in over 200 cities worldwide. If there's not one near you, maybe you should think about starting one. To find out more, go to mindtheproduct.com forward slash product tank. <laughs>